how important have the four guys that played for you previously, how important have they been in the implementation and the execution of the defense so far? Um, probably not very much as far as the impl implementation of it. It's not that tough. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that, that didn't play for me in the past that have come in and, and played well. So I don't know if that means a lot, but execution obviously means a lot. Um, you know, those guys have a track record of uh, being able to execute and be able to make plays, and I think that's the important part of it. You know, I think attitude probably means a little bit also. You know, I mean, they were, you know, the, those guys Those guys fit what we wanted to do. And, you know, I mean, it's a tough situation what happened here on defense last year. You know, I mean, I've, I've been there. I've been, you know, where your defensive stats don't look real good. I don't think this was the worst defense in the NFL last year. But, you know, situation um, that came up, their numbers weren't very good. I think having an infusion of some new guys helped um, move them past that a little bit. And I'm not just talking about those guys. I'm talking also guys like Rodney McLeod, um, you know, coming from a different team. Um, you know, I think that, that that helped the guys that were here put last year behind them. Why is attitude to you? I mean, some of the cornerbacks, for instance, the Yoda's talk about how you want them to play with a certain kind of swagger. Why is attitude also important? And that's the way football's meant to be played. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's an emotional game. It's a physical game. Um, you need to play with some passion. You need to be competitive. Um, if you don't have those things, you're not going to be successful in the football field, regardless of what your skill level is, what your 40 time is, you know, all those other things. It's it give us a chance to go 4-0. It's an NFC team. So, yeah, it's personal that way. But as far as the Lions, you know, I think you guys would probably be surprised how much I root for the Lions, you know, as – as long as it's not in direct uh, conflict with uh, the Eagles, I want those guys to win every week. I got I got too many too too much um, blood and sweat in that building, and there's a lot of guys there that mean an awful lot to me. You know, start with Stafford and Pettigrew and uh, Levy. I mean, those guys were my first draft class. I want those guys to succeed. I don't want them to succeed this Sunday. I'm gonna do my very best to try to to try to uh, to try to beat them. But I think everybody'd be surprised how much. Um, you know, you, you, you have relationships that, are, that, that just don't go away when you leave or a player leaves. Um, those guys have had my back when I coached there, and, you know, I've had their back, and I'm sure that will continue. Not this Sunday, though. What does it mean to you at all to be going back there? Uh, I, I've, I've been there, done that. You know, played when I was in Buffalo, um, was able to get a win there, and then also we played a snow game there. Um, in Detroit when I was with Buffalo and we played the Jets there. Um, you know, I visit there a lot of times in the offseason. You know, I don't have very many friends, but my wife has a lot of friends. Um, enjoyed, I certainly enjoyed my time there, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it'll be part of our family's life, not just my life. It'll be part of, part of our family's life. And, you know, you look back and, uh, you know, I think you'd take a couple of years and you can appreciate the good times maybe a little bit more than when, um, you know, when, when you're in the middle of things. Since you had him back there in, in 2014 for that game, does that make this one that much different than, than 2014? Well, I, th I think that was probably a little bit different in that, um, I mean, I, I probably had about 10 coaches that worked for me that were still on the staff. I probably, I mean, most of the team, you know, had played for me. I mean, sure, that's going to be emotional. I mean, you're not a human being if it's not. Um, you know, and, and you and, and you're going to do everything you can to, to win every game. I mean, every game is, is a big game. But, you know, I mean, 
Um, I think I have one coach still left on the staff. You know, I, I'm, I was trying to count them up. I think I have maybe a dozen, maybe 13 players that, um, you know, were there. You know, <laughs> this league moves fast, man. This, this league moves fast. There won't be as many familiar faces. But like I said, um, you know, I, I have, I have the, the, the relationships don't just go away when you're no longer working for a team or a guy's no longer playing for you. Jim, in relation to, to Nigel being arrest, arrested for the uh, second time, do you, do you uh, bear certain responsibility because you certainly played a role in bringing him here? Well, I think that, I mean, first, I mean, the, the worst thing I've ever forgotten at the airport, I think, has been a razor or a belt or something like that. You know, and I, I'm the guy in line that if that person five people ahead has a bottle of water in their luggage, I'm throwing my hands up like, seriously, do you ever travel? Do you, do you not know that you can't take water in? This takes it to a, to a different level. And I think the, the most disappointing thing for me is it takes away from the Nigel that we see every day, um, a good teammate, a hard worker, a trustworthy player on the field. But, hey, facts are facts. I mean, you do things. Um, you know, pretty pretty soon you're going to be labeled, and he's got a lot of ground to make up because it's not just him; it's you, you refer it's, it's the rest of us also. It's everybody that wears that helmet. Um, you know, all the people in the organization. He represents not just himself; he represents everybody, and he's got some ground to make up that way. He's got to earn some trust back. How does your time in Detroit change you as as a coach, if at all, Jim? More gray hair, but as a coach. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, we all we all would like things to – let me put it this way. It doesn't end well for head coaches in the NFL, no matter how much you want it to. I mean, you guys – I mean, you know, look, as much success as Andy Reid had here, it didn't end well for him. Um, you know, I mean, you could, you could probably roll up just about any um, coach that's ever coached in the league. It's – you know, it didn't end well for Tony Dungy at Tampa. Ended well for him at Indy. Didn't end well for Belichick at Cleveland. Didn't end well for Pete Carroll at, um, you know, the Jets or the Patriots. Um, I think when we're in it, we all expect to be that person that's just somewhere for 25 years or, or whatever. And, um, you know, I think, you know, we just realized that, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. Um, I think probably the biggest thing is um, just having a chance to take a step back from it. Um, it lets you maybe – realize what's important what's what, what the most important things are and I'm I'm a I'm a small a small stuff sweating guy I mean every detail is important to me and I'm going I'm going to treat it that way you know and there's there's an intensity to that that I think is important but I think you um sometimes as a coach and I I'm not speaking just for myself but probably a lot of other people you don't you don't enjoy yourself when you're in the moment and I think I, I probably enjoy myself in the moment a little bit more now after that experience. I think it's um, it's a lesson you can only learn if you're in it. How, how does that – I mean, when you take over a team that's 0-16, that's a unique challenge. And uh, if I remember, you got up to 10-6 and in playoffs in year three. I mean, how, how proud are you of the job you did there and, and how difficult was that inheriting that situation? Well, our, our goal was to win a championship, and we didn't get that done. And uh, I was disappointed with that. I'm sure the people of Detroit were disappointed with that. So, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I, th I think that the same thing here. I mean, we start three and zero. 
um, that's not enough. There's no tiebreakers based on your first three games of the season. You know, I tell that to the players. You know, I, you know, there's 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 no defensive rankings that are tiebreakers. You know, we're trying to win games, and uh, I didn't win enough in in Detroit. Hopefully, we can change that here. Well, it's it's his play that makes the most difference. You know, you can be all the leader you want if 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 you're a crappy player, it doesn't make much of a difference. He's not. He's a good player, and um, I think that you saw that against a really good offensive unit from <coughs> Pittsburgh. He was all over the field. Um, you know, played with a lot of passion, played with a lot of spirit, was competitive. Um, you know, and that's. When you talk about leadership, those are the things I think that are, are the best, you know, the things that show through the best. It's not, you know, saying something before the game or, you know, being in the locker room. It's your play on Sunday and your teammates knowing they can count on you to get the job done. That fourth and five stop, you know, and I don't know if the game was really in the balance there, but that really took the game out of the balance when he had that stop. And there he is, maybe the best receiver in the NFL right now. We had him doubled, but when he ran shallow, um, Malcolm was on him by himself, you know, like to see him make the interception right there, but just getting that stop, we still got the turnover, turnover on downs. Jim, uh, some of the ends have talked before about uh, when you're wide nine, uh, they don't, it's not typical in that they'll go outside, they run through almost, I guess, the tight ends there, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, what is different about yours than perhaps uh, Yeah, they shouldn't, be talking, they shouldn't be talking about what their techniques are. But, but you guys all probably owe an apology to Washburn because um, you, nobody thought you could stop. The, you thought that the, the um, I'll say you, but, um, you know, he was he was the bad guy because of wide nine and, um, you know, and you, were, and you were terrible with stopping the run. Um, I, walk, I, I work with Washington a long time. I have a lot of respect for that man. Um, but we can play the run, and um, their techniques allow them to play the run and also be able to rush the quarterback uh, and puts those guys in good positions. Um, you know, it's but it's not just those guys. You know, the linebackers behind them, the safeties behind them, corners have to be able to tackle. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of layers that go into stopping the run. This defensive line has been together a lot of years, which is kind of unusual in a, in a free agency uh, era. Uh, I think five of them since 2012 or, or longer. Um, how much of a factor do you think that is in their ability to play together, just knowing each other so well, and? and having good relationships off the field, all that stuff. Yeah, I think the relationships probably mean something. As far as playing together, they played in a couple different schemes. Mm, I don't know. I think the more the more experience they get playing what they're playing now will help them. I think there is something to being able to play off a guy and just understanding his skill set and how he's going to play. But don't underestimate the camaraderie part of it. I think that does mean a lot. Well, I've become a big fan of Dancing with the Stars. Um, I, honestly, I've never watched it, but I, but I, I'll go back. I, I root for all those guys' success. Man, I, I root for his success. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't. If there is there a number you're supposed to call in, if there is, I'll call. I'll call in because uh, because that guy that that guy deserves anything good that happens to him. Was one of the hardest workers I've ever been around. He treated every day like he was trying to make the team. Um, he was the most talented guy, but he didn't act that way. Um, he was one of the greatest players to ever play in this league. Um, but more than that, he was a great teammate, a great guy off the field. Um, 
he's an easy guy to root for. And he's a much easier guy to play defense when he's dancing with the stars instead of on the field because that big joker um, demanded double teams and he could wreck your game if he didn't. I saw it firsthand. He wrecked a lot of guys' plans, even when they had him doubled. I mean, there were a lot of plays. We doubled Antonio Brown. He still made his plays. You know, those great players, I think that's probably my definition of a great player. When a coordinator starts his game plan with, this guy this guy can't beat us. We've got to stop this guy from beating us, and you can still do it. And, uh, you know, I was with Calvin for five years. Um, I bet you every single game that he played, the defense coordinator started his game plan with, Number eight, he wanted to go beat us. And guess what? He, he still set an NFL record for receiving yards in a season in 2012. I think it was 2012. You know, even if he was doubled, you know, we, we used to say it all the time, even if he's, even if he's covered, he's still open. Um, you know, so it, it, it does change how you approach them. But a lot of it has to do with the trigger man and has to do with the quarterback. Um, he's scrambling probably a lot more than he has in the past. I'm talking about Stafford. Um, he's making some plays with his feet. Got a couple big first downs with his feet this year. Uh, made some plays there because uh, they, they're a dangerous team third and long. Most teams third and long don't have very much of a chance. They're converting almost 50% of their third and 11 plus. You can only do that if you have a quarterback, number one, that can stay alive, number two, that can rip a ball in there. And um, we're going to have our work cut out for us, even though Calvin's not there. Stafford uh, still gets the ball. He, he moves the ball around to all the receivers. He doesn't just have one favorite. Moves it around to all the eligibles, uses his backs, can make any throw on the field. And like I said, he's moving in the pocket and scrambling maybe a little more than he has in the past, and it puts a little more, more pressure on the defense. We're going to have to play very well to stop him. Do you want to be a head coach again? Yeah, I'm just trying to stay off the hot seat. You know, everybody, everybody talks about hot seat this time of year. I'm just trying to keep my off the hot seat um, you know I think in anything if you do a good job if you're a, if you're a quality control coach you do a good job with that maybe you get a chance to be a position coach maybe you get a chance to be a coordinator if you do a good job with that um, the way this league is you don't have time to think about a whole lot other than doing your job I'm trying to do my job I'm trying to uh, put our defense in position to help us win games and if I can do a good job of that then I'll be happy Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah.